that God is sharing with us today, it will change your life. True revelation, it will truly make you understand what a powerhouse you are for the Lord. What a powerhouse you are for Him. And that's as it should be. In Christ, you can do all things. In Christ, He has for you to do all things. And we need to take it seriously. You are a mighty, mighty force in this world. Hallelujah. In Christ. In Christ. Not of yourselves. Lest no man should boast. But because of him. And only him. So. We all understand what a law is, right? You understand what a law is. I'm going to give you the definition of a law from Noah Webster's 1828 Dictionary. It says, A law is that which is laid, set, fixed, like a statute or a constitution. It is a rule, particularly an established or permanent rule. Permanent. Prescribed by the supreme power of a state to its subjects for regulating their actions. Laws are imperative or mandatory. Commanding, commanding. Remember that word. Commanding what shall be done. The reason I always go to the 1828 dictionary is because it always includes the Lord. Their definitions always include our Lord. So it went on to say the, law, the laws which enjoin the duties of piety and morality are prescribed by God and found in the scriptures. Don't you wish our dictionaries today said that? It goes on to say, it is the word of God. This is the definition of law. The word of God, the doctrines and precepts of God, or his revealed will. That's the definition of law. So, that means if you see a law in the Holy Scriptures, it's set. It's done. It's permanent. It is fixed. It is unchangeable. It should regulate all of our thoughts and all of our actions. It commands what we should do. It commands. It is reality. It defines our existence. The scripture. So, 
We're only going to look at two laws today. You're all very familiar with the law of sin and death, right? Most people in this room are familiar with the law of sin and death. But there is also the law of the spirit of life. Now the law of sin and death, you know, very briefly, we focus on sin, not, not anyone here, okay? Not anyone in RCC. I'm not confessing that over you. But should one participate in sin, death results, right? That's, that's basically what happens. Harm comes. Whether that's physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, harm comes as a result of sin, practically, in a life. No one seems to have difficulty understanding that law. But there is a superseding law. And this is what I want you to get today. It is a law. It is something that has been done for you. It is something that defines your new reality in Christ Jesus when you become a believer in Christ Jesus. Okay? It's as much of a law as the prior law under which you were operating and now we're no longer, right? So that's the key I want you to get. It is a superior law, and that's what we're focusing on today. It supersedes all other laws. And we need to understand that it is set in stone, it is hard and fast, it is a governing rule, it is set in place by God. I can't emphasize that enough. So for believers in Christ, the law is fixed, permanent, established, and it ordains the truth in which you live. It establishes the reality of our existence. It identifies our world. It commands the atmosphere in which you are living now. Because remember, when you receive Christ Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you are translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. Right? You live in a new world. No, world is actually the wrong word because we know what world refers to, right? So you live in a new reality, a new atmosphere, a whole new life. Okay? So through Christ, believers receive the law of the spirit of life. I think it's awesome that the scripture calls it a law. That's really what I want us to understand today. It's immutable. It's unchangeable. God has ordained it. And it's a matter of are you going to recognize where you're now living, are you going to recognize it? Are you going to walk in it? In the blessing that the Lord has provided through the law of the spirit of life. Wow, I get so excited because honestly, this walking in this gives us a, this law gives us a completely new identity. Completely new. The old has passed away, the new has come. Right? 
You have a completely new identity, a new authority, a new power, a new character, a new obligation. So we're going to go to Romans 8, verse 1. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus because through Christ Jesus, key, through Christ Jesus, the law of the spirit of life has set me free from the law of sin and death. You see that? You see that a whole new law has been transposed. The old one's gone. You're functioning in a new reality, a new realm, a new atmosphere. Okay? This is powerful, beloved. Because once you understand that this is a law, the devil's not going to be able to talk you out of it. He's not going to be able to lie his way to confuse you. You're going to say, uh uh, devil. I don't live with you anymore. You have no authority over me. I might be walking in this world, but I'm certainly not of it. You get it? Okay. Set me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do, because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. Remember, he never sinned. He never sinned. He took on sin for us and defeated. And so he condemned sin in the flesh. See there? Defeat. In order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us. That's you, that's you, that's you. Fully, fully. You see the word there, fully? Fully met in you. That, that should be shouting grounds for you. You should be going, hallelujah. That's who I am. The righteousness of God fully met in me under this new law. Wow. Fully met in us who do not live according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. You now live according to the spirit. That's for the believer in Christ. Verse 5. Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the spirit have their minds set on what the spirit desires. You see, we have a very easy way to find out what the Spirit desires because we have the Scripture. And we have the Holy Spirit who has come to be our comforter, our counselor, our teacher. Right? God's Spirit testifies with your spirit that you are his children. He's talking to you all the time. All the time. We have our mindset. So this is reality. This is the new law. We have our mindset on what the Spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit 
is life and peace. That's the very life, the very peace of God handed to you, given to you, offered to you. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law. Nor can it do so. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. Cannot. You, however, this is you. Do you see the scripture says you, however? You, the believer, we need to take ownership here. You, however, it's not me saying it. It's the scripture saying it. You, however, are not in the realm of the flesh. Wow, big, big statement. Big, huge. The scripture's telling you that you are no longer in that realm when you are a believer in Christ. So when you mess up, when you make mistakes, when you do things wrong, does that remove you from God's realm? No. He's saying as a believer in Christ. As a believer in Christ, not as a perfect human being. Because no such thing exists. So do not disqualify yourself when you mess up. Repent, run to the cross, run to Jesus, repent, turn around, change it, and move on. You, however, are not in the realm of the flesh. Now he makes it even better. But, but, are in the realm of the spirit. That's where he tells you you are. You are living, moving, breathing, in the realm of the spirit, that is the realm of God. Hallelujah. <laughs> you see, it's not because you do everything right. This is covenant, beloved. This is covenant. This is covenant. This is a law that he has put in place for you. Ordained by God. This is supreme law. This is divine rule. He has basically picked you up and placed you in his realm. We could all go home right now if we just got the revelation of that. You don't need me to tell you about it. You know, you can just talk to the Holy Spirit and let the Holy Spirit reveal to you what that means. But I'll go on for a little bit. <laughs> but are in the realm of the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God lives in you. And if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, that would be those who are yet to believe on Christ, they do not belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, that's every believer, then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the spirit gives life because of righteousness. And you are the righteousness of God in Christ. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, that's every believer, he who raised Christ 
from the dead will also give life to your mortal body because of the spirit who lives in you. Are you a walking powerhouse for Jesus? Thank you, Lord. You are so good. You are so kind. You are so gracious. You are so loving. You are so merciful. You are so forgiving. You live in a whole new universe, beloved. All new rules. Therefore, brothers and sisters, okay, get this, get this. Therefore, brothers and sisters, we have an obligation an obligation, a responsibility to yourself and to others and to the Lord. We have an obligation, but it's not to the flesh. What is our obligation? It is to live according to it. To live according to, how did he start this scripture? The law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus. What a great obligation. Because when we live with that obligation and we carry it out, there is nothing but mercy and grace. Blessing of God. Fullness of God. We've been on this whole journey about the fullness of Christ. In you. The hope of glory. In you. To live according to it. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. You are his beloved child. The Spirit you received does not make you slaves so that you will live in fear again. How did you live prior to knowing the Lord Jesus Christ? A lot of fear. Well, his perfect love casts out all fear. We don't have to live in fear. He has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. Okay? Rather, the spirit you received brought about your adoption of sonship, and by him we cry, Abba, Father. Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit. He testifies with you spirit to spirit, spirit to spirit, that we are God's children. Now if we are children, then we are heirs. Of whom are you an heir? It says right here, you're an heir of God. Big stuff. Big gospel, big power, big authority. You are an heir of God. The devil does not want you to understand that, but we at RCC understand this. We're walking in this. We understand that we are heirs of God living in an open heaven. We bring the atmosphere of God Everywhere we go. Amen. 
The river in Ezekiel talks about the fact that you are going to be healing to the nations. The leaves from the trees that bear fruit all the time, never stop, never stop bearing fruit. Healing to the nations. And co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we share in his sufferings, in order that we may also share in his glory. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus gives that to you. Hallelujah. So, believers who walk in the Spirit the law of the spirit of life, are not governed by the rules of the flesh. You are not governed by the rules of the flesh. Thank you, Jesus. He did away with that on your behalf as your substitute. It's a higher law, a law of the spirit set in place by God. Set in place, set in place, set, permanent, mandatory, right? The law of his spirit the very Spirit of God living in you as new creation people in Jesus Christ. So when we're in Christ, when we are in Christ, the very likeness of God, our entire care, our spirits, our spirits are renewed. The very likeness of God, we become a new spirit, our spirit. You see that? We're regenerated, renewed. We become new spirit beings, also not subject to the rules of the flesh. We are set free in Jesus. Him who the Son sets free is free indeed. Isn't that liberating? What are you set free to? To receive his love and to give his love. That'll keep you out of a whole lot of sin. Receive his love and give his love. Receive his love and give his love. So what happens? What happens? We have a whole new, we're set free. We have a whole new spiritual identity. We have a whole new spiritual authority, a whole new power. So what happens? Our entire identity changes. All the governing laws change because we are pulled out of that kingdom of darkness, translated into the kingdom of his light. Our very spirits change. We live in a new universe. This is so big. You know, I was, I was, I was just sitting with the Lord this week, and I sent out, it out to a lot of you all on a text. That's how this whole message started. But this is so incredibly powerful, because when this occurs, we become infused. Think about that. We become infused with the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Transfigured. It means transfigured. It's transformed. Transformed. No longer subject to the rules and the doctrines and the limitations of the flesh. We live in the atmosphere of the throne room of God's grace and mercy and love. 
And what does that want to make you do? It just makes you want to love him all the more passionately. It makes you want to do his will all the more passionately. What a gift we've been given. Hallelujah. We enter the realm of what? All things are possible with God. All things are possible with God. The limits are removed. We live and move and have our being in him. We live and move and have our being in him. Say that with me. I live and move and have my being in him. Wow. Wow, amazing. I live and move and have my being in my dear Father. New life, new source. We have a whole new source. New creation, a whole new existence. A whole new realm. We live and move in the Holy Spirit who's always talking to you. He says, whether you turn to the left or the right, he will be a voice speaking to you, telling you which way to go. We receive a new kingdom, a heavenly kingdom, a heavenly kingdom where all the possibility of God exists. His kingdom come here, where? Where? Yeah, where? You got it. Right there. In our hearts. In our spirits. Renewing everything about us. Renewing our mind. New revelation. Where the presence of God, the presence of God and only the presence of God he, his might becomes my might. His might through me. He works his might through me. Get it? I'm not taking credit for that. But it is what he does. I'm made strong. I'm made strong because of him. He takes care of the weakness. Right? This is powerful. His might is my might. His authority is my authority. His character becomes my character. As I seek him, as I follow after him, as I allow the Holy Spirit, the reality of the law of the spirit of life taking hold of me, that has been put in me, allowing that to shine forth, to come forth, coming in agreement with that, The will of the Father. My will becomes his will. You see, well, you know how I'm saying that, right? His will becomes my will. His glory shining through me. His glory shining through me. My glory in me because of Christ. His love becomes my love for you. His love becomes my love for you. His spirit 
becomes my spirit emanating out to bring healing and, and hope and encouragement to others. His very presence, the presence of Christ. Oh, beloved, what a gift we have. What an incredible gift we have. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. All his glory emanating through me. I lay hands on the sick, they recover. I set the captives free. I love with his love. I move in his compassion. You see that? We're destined for this, beloved. Jesus healed. Why did Jesus heal? Because he had compassion. And I'm going to move in that compassion for others. His compassion through me heals people. You see, it, it, it changes our mental paradigm. I'm no longer looking for manifestations. I am the manifestation. You see that? You're not looking for something outside there. You are the manifestation of Jesus Christ. You should expect that when you walk into the room, the very presence of God goes before you to help, to heal, to bless, to prosper. You know, people come to me all the time, and they're like, what's my ministry? Well, to go, just go look at Jesus. It's all of it. It's every bit of what Jesus did you are called to do. So don't ever come to me again. Oh, that's mean. I'm not going to say that. I'll just encourage you today. What is your ministry? If you see Jesus doing it, go out and do it. Just go out and do it. All you have to do is have faith in Jesus. He's the one that does it. You are an earthen vessel with a tremendous treasure, and he is just going to flow rivers of living water through you to bring life. Quit sitting in doubt. Quit listening to the devil. You do not exist where the devil exists anymore. You are in a new kingdom. You are under new law. And it is a law. It just really depends on whether or not you're going to obey the law or not. That's how easy it is. That's how easy it is. It is the determination that you make. God does not keep anything from you. All right. Am I being tough on y'all today? <laughs> it's really meant to be an encouragement. When we receive Christ, we receive the law of the spirit of life. No death, no darkness. All death, all darkness has already been defeated by our Lord Jesus Christ. We wear a victor's crown in him. He has blessed us with his very nature, transfused into our spirits, recreated beings in him, recreated. The spirit of God in me, the spirit of God in you, 
his very life, his very substance, the substance of his being and nature, his quality. His very presence transmitted into your spirits, into your lives. Okay, I want to give you a little, because I thought, you know how I'm never very practical? So the Lord gave me a really practical example. Thank you, Lord. So I wanted to, I went, he said transmutation. I said, okay, good, that's great, that's a good word. So I went and I looked up the, the definition of transmutation, transmission, transmitting into you. So transmutation, it is the change of anything into another substance. It is the change of anything into something of a different nature. Get it? Do you get how it's going to apply to the law of the spirit of life that has been transmuted, transmitted into you? In chemistry, okay, here's an example. This will help you a lot. In chemistry, transmutation of one substance into another would be like the changing of gas into a solid or a solid into gas, like water, when you evaporate it. It changes into a whole different thing, doesn't it? See, that's what God's done for you. When he placed the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead in you. See? Do you see what happens? Here's another example. It gave me an example of geometry. So it says, it's actually, and I never really thought about this before, but you change a figure having the same area or the same mass into another figure. So, you could change a triangle into a square, they would both have the same mass, okay, or the same area. Okay? That's what we're talking about. And so then I was thinking about this. It's as much a law, the law of the spirit of life in you is as much a law as it is that you need oxygen to live. Okay? What happens when you breathe? Well, now, spiritually, you're breathing the breath of God. Okay. But physically, what happens when you breathe? You're taking in oxygen, and then your body takes that oxygen, and it uses it to perform a whole bunch of functions in your body, and you don't even have to think about it. And that's what happens when you step out of the dimension of the flesh into the law of the spirit of life. Your entire spirit being is totally new, totally different. You are a powerhouse beyond powerhouses. Were those good practical examples? Did that help? Okay, good. So we are transmuted actually from one substance, from one form into another. From flesh to spirit. Flesh to spirit. The spirit of God. 
we have received the very living substance of God, transfused into our spirit. This is not just something mental. This is not mental. This is God has transformed you. His very life force comes to live in you. Beloved, his very presence, the very presence of God. Who in this room can say, I serve a good, good God, that though I'm imperfect, he trusts me to be his representative here. He trusts me to be his ambassador here. And through this law of the spirit of life, he's given you everything you need to accomplish his will. He did not have to trust us with this. But he has. It makes my heart just yearn to just do whatever he wants me to do. I don't, I, don't, I don't need to be afraid to go up to some stranger and say, do you know Jesus? Because my Jesus is going to give you life. My Jesus is going to bring it all into redemption for you. You see that? He's the one doing it. He's the one working through you. The same spirit, just keep thinking about that. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. New life, new vitality, the living force of God. We are recipients of that. His very nature, his very life infused into our spirits. What an awesome God. What an amazing God. What a faithful God. He has given us, he has given us these vessels, tremendous capacity more capacity than you realize because there is no limit in the spirit. Tremendous capacity that you have Amen. to be a blessing, to be life to others. The revelation of God the Father to others. You can do that, beloved. You can do that. The very quickening living power, nature, life. Being of God has been gifted to you to gift to others. And nothing is impossible through him to others because of his presence, his presence emanating through us. And honestly, what is that presence? It's his love. It's his love. That's why you have to know. You have to know how much God loves you. You have to know this. How much he loves you. Because freely you receive, freely you give. And you have to know how much he loves you so that you can give that love out. That life force of love, his love for others. He is love. That's his very nature. And that's the spirit in us that makes all things possible, that allows us to help others. His love and compassion flowing out of our spirits unto others. 
Hallelujah. Romans 8. I'm going to go back there. I'm only going to read some of the verses because I think this is helpful. Verse 2. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit of life has set you free from the law of sin and death. Verse 9. You, however are not in the realm of the flesh, but are in the realm of the Spirit. If indeed the Spirit of God lives in you, and that's every believer. Therefore, verse 12, therefore, brothers and sisters, we have an obligation, but it is not to the flesh, to live according to it. That's the law of the Spirit of life. The Spirit himself that's God's spirit himself, testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now if we are children, then we are heirs of God, co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his suffering in order that we may also share in his glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bless you, Father. Thank you, Father. What an immeasurable gift you have been given. He has ordained you. He has ordained you to share in his very glory. This is a law, beloved. This is a law, okay? I want you to really think about this. He has ordained it for you. You are heirs of God, obligated to live by the law of the spirit of life, sharing his glory, sharing his love, sharing his life, sh sharing the very spirit of God with all whom we encounter, transforming, enlivening, life-giving spirit of God. Hallelujah. So that's what the Lord wanted me to share with you today. <laughs> so next time you walk in a room, remember what you're carrying. All right, we're going to take our tithes and we're going to receive communion. We receive communion every Sunday. It is the meal that heals. We honor the Lord with communion. We remember what he has done for us. So communion is awesome after a message like this, right? Because we remember, we, we encounter what he has done. So we're going to go ahead for tithe. I'm going to go to 2 Corinthians for tithes and offerings. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6. Remember this. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each man should give what he has decided in his heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. What should be your prayer at that point? Your prayer at that point should be, Lord, make me a cheerful giver. <laughs> I don't want to feel compulsion, but I want to be a cheerful giver, an over-the-top abundant giver, because that's who you are. And God is able to make all grace abound to you, 
so that in all things at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. As it is written, he has scattered abroad his gifts to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. Now he who supplies, some uh, translations there say ministers, seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply or multiply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. So dear Lord, we just thank you. We thank you for every tithe and offering sown, Lord. And I thank you that you multiply it back to those who are giving, Lord. Lord, and even if they can't give, I thank you that you would multiply unto their hearts, Lord, your love and mercy and grace. So I just thank you for the seed sown. I thank you, Lord, that they receive a mighty harvest. And I thank you, Lord, that you give us the wisdom to use the seed given unto you according to your perfect will. In Jesus' name, amen. And I do have one announcement after communion, so don't jump up and run out of your chairs. Wait until I do communion, after communion. All right, we're going to... Lord, thank you for sending your son. Thank you for your heart of love for us. You provided the way for us to be redeemed unto you. And we thank you. We thank you, Jesus, that you were willing to walk that road according to the will of your Father to that cross that you are willing to sacrifice and suffer for us. And that by your stripes, we are healed. In Jesus' name. And thank you for pouring out your blood for the forgiveness of our sins. Anything that we've done, Lord, that has been displeasing to you, we repent of it now. We lay it at the cross. We turn from it. And we thank you that your blood covers us. We thank you for your forgiveness, for your cleansing. We thank you that you poured your blood out and went to the mercy seat for us, Lord. In Jesus' name. All right, beloved, we have Brother Ely and Sister Arica here today. What a blessing. They are such beautiful servants of God. And they have a, it's called, well, you know they have Walk in the Light Ministries. But they are going to be having a conference, October 1 through 3. It's called Love in Action Conference. It's in Potosi, Missouri. 
I do have the flyer if anyone wants to know about it. And I'm not sure what the cost of it is. It's probably on here somewhere. But anyway, this is all I need, right? <laughs> okay. I know that will be a blessing. So anyway, God bless you all. Oh, we have Celebration Sunday, second Sunday of every month. Everyone brings food, and we all have fun together out there and celebrate whatever people want to celebrate in their lives. So I just thank you, Lord, that we have received revelation of the law of the Spirit of life, your life in us, working through us to bless others. I thank you that you bless every person here, Lord God, that you go before them, behind, above, and below, to the left and to the right, that you are a banner before them, that you are their Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Shalom, El Shaddai, in Jesus' mighty name, amen. And my husband and I would love to meet any